Today's broadcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audio book download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone, to the 41st episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. Uh, we stream live to YouTube on Tuesday starting around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can also follow us on Twitter at ProfaneArg. And you can listen to our fully edited show on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Uh, my name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week in the show, we will be talking about uh, what's going on with Michael Flynn, uh, Steve Bannon, and Stephen Filler. Sorry, Stephen Miller. And uh, also the intelligence community and their reaction to uh, the Trump cabinet and what's going on in the White House. But first, I ran into a quiz that I thought would be very interesting to go over. It is a quiz about the Bible. And I know that you guys are not in any way overly knowledgeable about the bible no. <laughs> i don't think i don't none of you have been to like a bible study or anything like that right i have oh I d- no yes i have i oh, you have i have yeah so have i i don't think that i have interesting i well i only went because i was raised by a single parent and needed to be babysat and it seems that the only people who want to babysit kids for like the whole fucking day at their house are religious people <laughs> so okay. on sundays i would get dragged to church or in turn, gets shoved into Sunday school, but I don't really remember a lot about it, so it's not going to give me an advantage. <laughs> sure, sure. All right, so I'm going to start off. We're going to do five questions this week, and we'll see how it goes. But I'm very curious what 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 the results are going to be. The Jews so did the it. first. <laughs> <laughs> good instinct. Good instinct. Wait. <laughs> The first question we have is, and this is about the Ten Commandments. What is the last, the tenth? commandment. Uh, Now, this is multiple choice. So your options are love your neighbor as yourself. Don't Mm. covet your neighbor's wife and property. Don't boil a young goat in the milk of its mother and don't steal. The goat thing? Who wants to go I'm going to go with the goat thing. Okay. Any reason? Are you just guessing? I'm just guessing. I have no idea. Can I hear the first two again? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Love thy neighbor as yourself. Right. And don't covet your neighbor's wife and property. I'm going to go with number two. Don't covet? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, I'm trying to decide between three and four. Because if I remember the Ten Commandments, they are numbered in a way that the lower numbers are almost subsets of the higher numbers. Like, if you're already doing, like, one, two, and three, the other ones are mostly taken care of. But they just wanted they just threw them in there to clarify. Uh, so I know that the one about loving your neighbors, I, I'm pretty confident it's higher. But they were like, well, since you don't love them too much, so maybe you don't want to cover their wife. Um, <laughs> steal. I'll go with steal. Okay. This is a complicated answer. And I, I started off with this question first because it's going to be the longest. So where I got this quiz is from a secular website. So the answer that they have is don't boil a young goat in the milk of its mother. One sure. point for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought that was the joke answer. <laughs> that's a real. That's actually in the Ten Commandments. 
Well, sure. it, it is in a way. So there are two sets of Ten Commandments in the Bible. One is in <laughs> Exodus 20, and there is another one in Exodus 34. If you remember the story, Moses goes up the mountain. He talks to God. God gives him a set of rules. Moses takes the rules down and finds that the people that he had left are now worshiping idols, golden the golden calf. Mm-hmm. And he destroys the Ten Commandments, and then he goes back up to pray to God, and God shows up again and goes, all right, this time, like, carve it in stone, these are the Ten Commandments, and so the, uh, what the secular website, or, yeah, the, what the secular website has is that the second set are the actual Ten Commandments. And if you look in Exodus 34, they are also the only set of rules that are called the Ten Commandments. And was the boil the goat one on the first or second? The second set is what had the don't boil a goat in its mother's milk. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that these courthouses that have the Ten Commandments on it have that commandment in that list? (laughs) They have the first set. Oh, they use the first set. Okay. Correct. And I'll give you this as well. The first set, the Tenth Commandment is thou shall not covet. So in a way, you were correct. I think I was. Right. In a way, way, I was the only one who was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were going after uh, Ten Commandments (laughs) 2.0. And it's funny, though, that your your analysis, Ian, of the Ten Commandments, because the first three commandments in in the set that people normally go by – Right. The, the first commandment Was it, isn't is, the first one idolatry. No, the, the first one is well, kind of yes, but it says, "I am the Lord thy God; thou shalt have no other gods before me." Hmm. Sure. The second one is, "Thou shalt not make any graven images," and the third is, "Don't take my name in vain." So it's okay. not really rules to live by. It's more like me, no, like me. respect <laughs> me above all other things, yeah. and then by the way, don't kill people. <laughs> well, wasn't it Carlin who had boiled the Ten Commandments down to actually one commandment? I think that's right, but I don't remember what it was. It was just like, be nice or... Yeah, well, I think, yeah, because he, he wrapped up a lot of them all together like that. The first commandment and the second set, well, it, they kind of are the same, but thou shalt worship no other god, no molten gods. And then the third commandment is keep the feast of the unleavened bread. That's... Isn't that a Jew thing? Lots of bread. Yeah. It's it's much more about feasts, and, and it has, like, number six is three times a year your men children appear before the Lord God in the tabernacle. It's it's a very strange set of rules, so. I'm confused. If the second set of Ten Commandments was supposed to be the actual cleared-up version, why did they— follow them. Why does it seem like the first set is the one we always hear about? So a lot of people say that the second set isn't actually a set of commandments. It's just further rules— relying on the Ten Commandments that were that were mentioned in the first Exodus 20. So there's there's a little bit of controversy about it. Okay. And if you look up the Ten Commandments on Wiki, you'll see that they don't all agree, like, what numbers 1 through 10 are. So <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> Question number two. And this one's, that was the long one. Okay. So the rest of these are easy. Question number two is, what is the penalty for working on the Sabbath? Your choices are, you will be uh, disinherited from the kingdom of God. B, neither you or your offspring to the fifth generation can enter the tabernacle. C, you should sacrifice two unblemished she-goats. Or D, you will be stoned to death. This is for working on Sunday or the Sabbath. I know the answer to this. Go. Oh, well, I'm not going to say I don't want you two cheating (laughs) off me. All right, give me the the answers. Is this, This is what happens to me if I work on the Sabbath? Right. All right, what are my choices? What are the first three choices? Disinherited from the kingdom of God. 
Uh, neither you or your offspring to the fifth generation can enter the tabernacle, and you should sacrifice two unblemished she goats. <laughs> hmm. I think it's I think it's uh, stoned to death. <laughs> I think it's death by stoning. Um. D. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, barred entry to the tabernacle. I am going with the answer that I think is right, which is D, stoned to death. Wow. Uh, you are correct. That's a little harsh. Yeah, if you work on a Sunday, this is why uh, I actually love this, because this is why the uh, the wire across New York is so important. If you right. work on a Sabbath, uh, the penalty is being stoned to death. The rule is in Exodus 35, and uh, Numbers 15 actually has an example. A guy who was seen picking up sticks on the Sabbath was uh, stoned to death. I see myself doing poorly in the rest of this quiz. <laughs> uh, speaking of that wire... I was told yeah. by one Leonard F. Jakarson, or he doesn't go by that anymore, right? No. We can just call him Joe? He's just, just Joe. Just Joe? That there is these, a wire exactly like that, but around Scranton. Oh, is there? Yeah. He, he showed me the plans for it and everything. There's more than just the one in New York, yeah. You can, if you Google it, there's a few of them in some of the big cities. Yeah, I didn't know Scranton was one of them. He's going to be snipping that one for me when I snip <laughs> the one in New York. Nice. Uh, question number three, and this is uh, straightforward. What is God's name? Yahweh? Uh, oh, it's in, multiple choice. <laughs> yeah, multiple choice. So the answers are righteous, jealous, holy, or Jehovah? Uh, Jehovah? Um, boy, I would like to trust the Jehovah's Witnesses and Indiana Jones, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going with. <laughs> I am going to go with righteous. I'm going to go with Jehovah. I, I, don't, I don't think Indy's going to let me down. <laughs> Well, I have a follow-up question to this. Who named him? So uh, we're going, again, this is out of uh, text from the Bible. Mm. According to the Bible, and well, in the original script, there were four letters, Y-H-W-H, um, which a lot of people pronounce as Yahweh. That was God's name. Uh, in Hebrew scriptures, there are annotations in there that you're supposed to pronounce the name Adonai because you weren't supposed to say God's name. But eventually, those little scripts got misinterpreted, and the name became Jehovah. But in the original text, it wasn't Jehovah. But in Exodus 34, uh, it says, For thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Mm. So the only place that actually states God's name, it calls him Jealous. Mm. Well, that kind of fits. So a jealous god's first name is Jealous? <laughs> <laughs> is that like rich homie Quan? <laughs> <laughs> a rich homie whose name is Quan. <laughs> All right. Question number four. How should parents treat a stubborn and rebellious son? A. He should be beaten seven times with a whip made of horsehair. B. He should be stripped and humiliated at the gate of the city. C. He should be expelled from this family. Or D. He should be stoned to death. Okay, I'm going to go with A, whipped. My first inclination was to go with A, but since Karen took it, <laughs> and I find this hilarious, I'm going to go with stripped and humiliated at the town gate. <laughs> uh, D is my answer, stoned to death. I, I, I'm going to guess that B is the punishment for um, stubborn girls. I believe that stripped and humiliated at the gate is a, is a punishment for women, but I don't remember what the crime is. In this case, a stubborn and rebellious sh son should be D, stoned to death. Boy, you get stoned yes. to death for everything. <laughs> yes. 
You do. <laughs> you truly do. Uh, you, you're supposed to take him. He is supposed to be stoned to death at the city gate. So ah, kind I was of, half uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to take him to the city gate, call forth the elders, and say that uh, he will not obey your voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard, and then you shall stone him with stones that he die. Do so. you think people actually did that? I think people do that. <laughs> did you stone their kids to death? I, but I yeah. mean for that infraction. Like, at, where, do you, where um, do you draw the line? Be like, this kid's just too stubborn. Let's just fucking stone him to death. <laughs> <laughs> there are people stoned – I mean, not Catholicism, but people, there are people stoned to death every day in this world. No, no. I know that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering, like, what wh- what is too stubborn? What is stubborn enough to get killed? I think it's a handy excuse for a child that, you know, won't get married and get out of the house or – Probably um, children that were less than perfect. I think that that it's just a handy way of getting rid of them. So a kid who wasn't cleaning the pig stalls was like, "Dude, we're going to stone you to the come on, let's go. You're done." <laughs> yeah. If if they're liability, yeah. But you're like you're limping too much, kid. You ain't going to make it. <laughs> we're going to stone you to death. <laughs> uh, last question of the day: What happens if the woman is not a virgin on your wedding night? Stone to death. Stone to death. <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> a, your father must pay 100 shekels of silver to your husband. B, you can never approach the altar. C, you must dress in black and leave your husband for one year. Or D, you will be stoned to death. <laughs> <Yes>. D. <laughs> I can't believe it's D again. I, I'm going to go with A because I love the fact that the word shekels is in there. <laughs> that was a good word, and it was tempting, and I was going to be like, man, I'm owed some shekels. <laughs> well, uh, j- but, uh, 100 shekels or 100 goats? <laughs> yeah, either way, uh, I'm picking D. <laughs> uh, well, once again, you are correct. Oh, the, come on, uh, this is a trick question. <laughs> stoned to death. Uh, if any man take a wife and go in unto her and say, I took this woman where I came to her and found her not a maid... That there's an option. The parents can bring the tokens of virginity to the city gate, but if no tokens be found, they shall be taken to the, her father's house and stone her with stones that she die. I'm afraid to ask what a, a token of virginity might be. I don't even Curious. know. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you how do you prove a negative? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that all the punishments are the same, though. Couldn't they come up with something interesting for these different ones? Now, I will tell you that. Uh, there are no more stoning to death questions. All right. <laughs> it does end at number five. So there's there's other other questions in this list that are completely different. But yeah, stoning to death. That was a pretty sure way of dealing with your problems, I guess. It seems like it just takes so long to do that. You'd want to just hang them or something. Yeah. Well, they don't throw pebbles. They throw big rocks. I know. But, you know, you got to hold the person down. <laughs> well, usually you're buried up to their shoulders. So just their head and like their head and neck is sticking out of the ground. I guess that's true. Oh, oh, unless that's just the modern way you do it. I don't know. Maybe a time to a post. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always thinking about the uh, life of, of Brian way that they do it. So when they oh, mention the, the name Jehovah, they, they just throw rocks <laughs> just instantly. <laughs> All right. So we did have a comment from one of our listeners that I wanted to mention um, on Twitter, at Unknown Johnson, Brad Johnson. He tweeted us and said that term limits, in response to what we said about term limits last time, are not a solution. One vote on the way out is negligible, and changes of political seats tend to be knee-jerks. What does that mean? So we talked last time about the fact that term limits should be set so that they can't just stay in office for 30, 40 years. (laughs) And I I think what he's saying is that 
putting term limits on isn't really just a solution, but I'm not sure about the one vote on the way out, what that really oh, means. That, w- that was in reference to my suggestion that you might not have to be, you know, such a party toady because you're on your way out anyway, mm. and you can do what's best for your constituents, and you can vote with your conscience. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Please include an alternate suggestion next time. Yeah, that's- no term limits is working out great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I didn't understand. I'm like, well, okay, what, what are you, why, what are you basing this on? <laughs> Zing, take that, me. <laughs> I guess is it is is it a solution looking for a problem though? Is the problem that is it actually a problem that people are in those seats for too long? Is that actually a the issue? Well, it's or definitely one of the problems, in my opinion. I mean, granted, to me, the biggest problem is money in politics that needs to be eliminated. Yes, correct. Agreed. Correct. And we did discuss that at length, that it needs to be a less desirable job. It needs to be a job that you really, you don't don't have to sacrifice to take it, but it's... It's public service. You should Right. It should be like every other public service job. Should be thankless. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make more than the local garbage man. Hmm. Good benchmark. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Like, if you ask me, like, a cop should get paid a hell of a lot more money than a fucking congressman. A dangerous job is more dangerous, that's for yeah. sure. Hmm. Maybe they'll stop is. shooting people. Because <laughs> they don't want to lose that sweet cop job. <laughs> My only question is, so, like, Bernie Sanders has been in office for a very long time. Do you think that that's, that that's necessarily a problem? Hmm. Because he's a, good, he's a good guy. He doesn't take money. He's, uh, but he's an he anomaly. Stands- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really he is. is. That's true. <laughs> One of a hundred. Yeah, I mean, you, the one good example can't outweigh the fifty-two bad examples. <laughs> and for as and as great as Bernie Sanders is, since he's like a lone voice out there with a few other mm-hmm. people, like it's hard for him to get anything done. Yeah, yeah people it really are. Is. I mean, every, it, it's amazing the amount of you know partisan politics. Every every vote, except for that one, which was a hundred to nothing um, for all the cabinet picks, are like you know fifty-two to forty-eight, fifty-two to forty-eight. Holy crap! Except, I guess Betsy DeVos got two Republicans to flip, so that was a miracle. Yeah, Both true. Both women. On a, on a little side note, though, I got to give Bernie some credit for, <laughs> you know, he lost the nomination and he's still out there doing shit all the time. I haven't heard shit from Hillary Clinton except for a couple tweets. Yeah. Well, but- I mean, her, yeah, her defeat was a little more dramatic, I think. I mean, listen, I understand that, but. If you, it just proves that Bernie should have been the candidate because Agreed. he's out. He's not going to be president. He's probably never going to be president. And he's like, nope, I'm still fighting. Still fighting for everybody. Well, he's still in public service. She's not. She's a private citizen now. If she actually stood up and said anything, she would be blasted by the Republicans. He's no, not. She's a private citizen. She can do whatever she, loves, she wants. But I'm saying like it It could be very easy for Bernie to disappear. There are plenty of senators. We have no fucking clue who they are because <laughs> they're not doing anything. True. I think she still cares, but she doesn't have a forum anymore. I mean, she's got the foundation, end of list. Uh, I have to disagree with that. More people mm-hmm. voted for her. She, I mean, she may not have a place to do it, but she can if she wants to. She can, sure. I mean, and again, maybe she's just taking a well-deserved break, but I don't know. Screaming into her pillow. I would have liked to have seen her <laughs> prove to me that, you know. Yeah. I, trust me, she still would have been a better president. I'm not denying oh, that. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that about just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> a sack of rocks would have been a better president. 
Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's get into the state news. I'm going to run through these, I think, fairly quick, but we'll see. Maybe there's something we want to talk about. Uh, so in Texas, there is a new bill. It's described as taking away voting rights from women who have abor- abortions. That's kind of misleading, but the idea is that in Texas, there is a, uh, a bill which will make abortion a felony, and it's a felony not for the doctor, but for the woman having the abortion. So since you have a felony on your record, you're no longer allowed to vote. So uh, any abortion, regardless. How is that, that is, legal? Yes. It's not. <laughs> yeah, isn't abortion <laughs> legal in the country? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, th- this will this will not hold. It can't. Even if they manage to pass it, it will immediately be challenged. And the Supreme Court has already said, no, Roe versus Wade, that you can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, – I don't think it could even reach this. Maybe go to the state Supreme Court. Sure. I, I just don't – I don't know. But in any case, it's it's another one of these bills where they're trying to, you know, whittle down abortion. But it's not – in this case, they're not whittling it down there. Yeah. They're just trying to completely over override federal law, which – It just like seems like said, they're wasting people's time. They are. I agree. Well, I think they're casting around trying to find a a law that will challenge Roe versus Wade and get it in front of the Supreme Court. Assuming that Gorsuch will be up there and will vote on their side and somehow they'll turn others to actually overturn Roe versus Wade, which they would be unlikely to do. It's just – it's the first of many to come. I don't know. I mean I'd like to see how far it gets, but it just seems like it, it would just stop right there and be like, oh, you can't do that. It's it's legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how they could even bring it up for a vote, but I don't know. Legislators yeah. can bring up anything, I guess. Yep. And it can be voted into law right up until it gets to a judge. I mean, that's like – wasn't there some senator or congressman that proposed that the uh, Department of Education get abolished as soon as – like a minute after Betsy DeVos got confirmed? <laughs> a Republican? So they voted her in and then – Like literally 45 seconds later, this bill <laughs> landed on somebody's lap saying we should just abolish the whole thing. Huh. There you go. Uh, somewhat related. Do you want to bring up, Karen, the uh, the thing from Oklahoma? I thought it was related to this in a way. Sure. Justin Humphrey. <laughs> Mr. Justin Humphrey, a Republican, no surprise there, from southeastern Oklahoma, has described pregnant women as, quote, hosts whose bodies do not belong to them. (laughs) Well, their bodies belong to them. No, their bodies do not belong to them if they are pregnant. Who do they belong to? The the child's. Oh. The child within. He says, I understand that they feel like that is their body, he said to women. I feel like it is a separate, what I call them is, you're a host. So that's nice. And he said this in regards to what? Abortion. <laughs> does he want to make abortion a felony too? Yes, he does, basically. Yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole thing that he wants is, is a bill requiring women to seek abortion must first obtain written informed consent of the father. Right. Probably not to exclude rape or incest. There's, uh, there was something else in here about no exclusions. You are a host. You don't have any rights. So he's fairly straightforward about his sexism so that's that's one thing you know i think it's time it's time for two countries i really believe that (laughs) (laughs) oklahoma texas florida georgia tennessee i I honestly think we 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 might have been even a lot closer to it if the fact that the two coasts are on the same side and the middle is this seems to be the fucked up part so it's really (laughs) hard to figure out how that's going to work but oh my god i just can't believe (laughs) what these people want Yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly insane. He goes on to say that women need to be responsible after, quote-unquote, pre-knowing that they are inviting a fetus into their bodies. 
by having sex? Right. Uh. So basically, he's saying that this law will make it so that you'll be more responsible when having sex. And again, I think he's laying that on the, the feet of the women. Oh, absolutely. The men are, you know, innocent bystanders in this, but <laughs> in, in control and in charge and to make the decisions. Yeah, if he hasn't, he doesn't have any uh, bill behind this. It's just, you know, statements he made in public. Oh, and this was not reported in the, you know, the Oklahoma News or something. This was reported in uh, stuff.co.newzealand. This was in a New Zealand online publication. So uh, this is world news. <laughs> this is what's going on in America. Yay. They are so concerned what you're doing with your vagina, Karen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, they are. Uh, the next item I have is another bill in Texas. Uh, this one allows therapists to practice conversion therapy as long as they're religious. Yeah. What? Wait, the person doing the therapy or the person receiving the therapy? Or the both? person doing the therapy. Oh, that's... Yeah. I suppose both as well, but specifically the person giving the therapy. So right now, conversion therapy is illegal, at least in Texas. Okay. Um, it was declared a harmful practice. Any anything of you know trying to cur turn gay kids straight, yeah, you can't you can't have a practice that does that. However, this would allow under the idea of religious freedom, this would allow you to do exactly that as long as you said that your religion was your reason in doing so. <laughs> I don't see this getting anywhere either. No, probably not. But is there again, anything in the Bible about conversion <laughs> therapy? Or is that something that we just kind of made up in modern times? No, I don't think there's anything. There's, there's. I mean, in the Old Testament, there's a whole bunch about homosexual sex. But no, nothing, nothing about – it's all about the act. It's not about the people. So there, there's nothing in the Bible saying if someone is gay – and I'm obviously paraphrasing because I'm sure it's in some – Bronze Age language <laughs> that in order to turn them, you can do this or, you know, swing them to God or something. There's nothing in there about that. No, no. I'm sure they're supposed to be stoned to death. Probably. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> when in doubts, if you're not sure what you should do, just stone them to death. Or you just wait for uh, God to bring down, uh, you know, rain sulfur and destroy, you know, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, to my knowledge, no. There's nothing about nothing about it whatsoever. I'm sure this is somebody's, some Christian's idea of well, this will be our way of being nice to them. See, we're not stoning them; we're just trying to make them normal. Mm -hmm. So, do you think a strongly religious person who is happens to be gay has the right to pursue therapy, conversion therapy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a responsible thing for a licensed psychologist to do under those circumstances? No, I would think that if somebody if somebody wants to go to a religious person and I mean, they can go to a priest, they can find a priest that is willing to talk to them. Sure, but c can they go to a licensed psychologist who is you know willing to skirt the law? Is is that right, or the or should the psychologist just refuse outright? If they don't want to lose their license, mm, yeah. then they should refuse outright. Yeah, they should treat them but, as the person they are if they're a licensed psychologist. Sure. Right. It doesn't matter um, what, the, what the patient wants. If the patient comes in and says, look, I feel like cutting myself all the time, the, the licensed psychologist mm -hmm. can't hand them razors. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't do harm to somebody like that. Mm. A priest can. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that answer. <laughs> I'm kind of related to that. In Tennessee, two bills have been introduced. One is another bathroom bill, and there is a Natural Marriage Defense Act. 
both started uh, recently. I, again, this is just a wave. I think this is a continuation of the wave of, of hey, Trump has emboldened us to mm. to do all these things. Well, Trump has emboldened us, and we're going to get the Supreme Court back any second now. Right. Is the other piece of it. So I think they're going to be sorely disappointed in that. I hope so. I think they will be. I think Gorsuch, Gorsuch is a bit of a wild card still, but um, I think Kennedy will actually side on the on the liberal side more often than they anticipate. Yeah. Well, he has already. Yeah. More absolutely. than I anticipated. Yeah. And honestly, Gorsuch has a little small, very, very small, but I have a little hope. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, he did say that thing about he was disheartened by the comments that Trump had made about the judges, but some people oh, speculate that that was uh, a setup. <laughs> Well, didn't you hear that? He didn't say that in public. A Democrat said that, so you can't believe that he actually right, right, said but it. Right, <laughs> but his camp confirmed it, though, that he did say it. Yeah. But it was very timely, and I don't know. They're just, I don't know. It's, again, I, I don't know, but some people are speculating that it was a setup. Mm, sure. Make people more comfortable voting for him. Right. Sure. Just for humor value, I wanted to point out that both of the bills in Tennessee, the bathroom bill and the uh, Marriage Defense Act, were introduced to the Tennessee Senate by a woman named May Beavers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Why she got to punish other women for her name? (laughs) Uh, Something that's really scary in New Jersey, the apparently this is a thing, religious vaccine exemptions... Apparently, you can get out of giving your kid vaccine by saying you have a religious reason. And the scary thing is the numbers the numbers have gone up. And when I saw this, it was like, oh, the numbers have doubled in the last six-year period. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, what, 20 to 40? You know, like, uh-huh. what, what are we talking about? Yeah, the number last year of religious exemptions for children getting vaccines in New Jersey was 9,500. Wow. That is way higher than I expected. Well, yeah. You, the thing that uh, they don't understand and the thing that it, it will ultimately defeat this is that as their numbers increase, the higher the likelihood that their children will die. This will, put, this will, this will end naturally, but it will take children dying for it to end. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's not just the kids who don't get the vaccinations who are endangered. Yeah. Right. It's the, what, 5 to 10% that receive the vaccination but don't actually benefit from it. You lose herd immunity, yeah. It's crazy. It's way worse than I had expected. Yeah. But isn't there – I thought that public schools require children to be vaccinated. Is this another way for them to get around that or yes. – Yeah. Oh, so this it's the, not just that they just don't have to get to get vaccinated. They're like, we can also go to public school. Yeah. Fucking Chris Christie is a <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not even including, you know, the, the death of, of innocent children and the, the cost to society and the death of other children. I mean, the whole thing is just ridiculous. I, I don't understand in, in this day and age how you know, science can just be completely ignored. I mean, all right, fine. Cl- you know, climate denial is, is one thing because it's off in the future and it's distant and it's, you know, not going to impact you probably directly in your life other than, you know, changes in weather. But this not vaccinating your child actually endangering their life. Well, because these fucking morons don't see people with polio anymore, uh, thanks true. to the vaccination. So therefore, yeah. it's not something they think about. We had uh, uh, mumps in uh, the university. And two kids come down with the mumps. Wow. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. They said, well, the, t- this weekend is the big um, dance marathon. And they said, anybody, if you don't feel well, if your glands are swollen, if you have a fever... 
pl- please don't come and dance with children with cancer. We would really appreciate you not get them sick. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Thanks, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really want to lay this whole thing on her. I <laughs> think you can. <laughs> A lot of it, yeah. So the last thing I have in state news is kind of in state news, and it kind of ties into uh, Republicans just in general. I don't know if you guys saw this, the uh, Jason Chaffetz. We are our lovely Jason Chaffetz <laughs> in his home state, Utah. Oh. Did, did you see the little girl that asked he the got, questions? It was amazing. Yeah. He got shamed in that town hall meeting. Booed. By a 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, and the question she asked, what are you doing to help protect our water and air? And do you believe in science? I mean, <laughs> talk about softball questions. <laughs> and he just, his responses were amazing. He just completely tried to change the subject. And then the crowd booed him. And then he would try to, all right, let me go back and answer. And then he didn't really answer. And the crowd kept booing him. Apparently, he was literally booed off the stage. I didn't yep. get to see the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he lasted 15 more minutes after the little girl asked the question. Then he got booed off of the stage, literally. Yeah. He, That's yeah, happening in a lot of these town halls. These guys are sneaking out the back and cutting them short because everyone's yelling at them. Yeah. And again, the worst part is he's absolutely going to win re-election. Not by know. as wide a margin. <laughs> oh, well, well. <laughs> Touche. Well, again, a lot of it depends, too, on – what happens with the Affordable Care Act? Like, I believe that's that's the crux of what most of these people are going to these town halls are about. Yeah. And, uh, it's a big if, part of it, if, yeah. What's that? It's a, it's a big part of it, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, if that goes away and these people are left uninsured, I don't – a lot of them will probably not get voted back in. They Listen, they got to make fucking decisions what they want to do, whether they want to actually be, like – regular, old-timey, shitty Republicans that we know, or if they're going to hitch their wagons to this Trump train, (laughs) because (laughs) it is fucking speeding down the tracks and it's on fire in some parts. (laughs) Like, Yeah, we'll need to get into that. But, uh, hey, that that is all that I have for news in the individual states. That's my cue, right? (laughs) I think it is. (laughs) It is. That's pretty pretty clear. Hey, you know, I was once told by a friend that reading – was for suckers. <laughs> I think I know that guy. <laughs> True story. Now, let me ask that same friend. Is listening to a book for suckers? Listening to a book is the finest way because not only is it hands-free, not only do you get to shut out the rest of the world who you already don't want to talk to, but according to some great research, uh, your brain doesn't know the difference and it's not cheating in any way. You get just as much benefit from an audiobook as you do from reading a book. Well, there you go. And Ian, listen, I got something great to tell you then, my friend. Not just for you, but also for the listeners of Profane Argument, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of books that Ian would like to listen to hands-free, but if you wanted to, you might be able to check out God is Not Great by our favorite author and Speech guy, and I don't know what you would call Hitchens. What would you consider Hitchens' job title? I don't know. He was a political commenter. He was a, I don't know, everything. Yeah, he had a, he had a lot of hats. He wore a lot yeah. of hats, that man. He was one of the four horsemen. Uh, and also, you could read The God Delusion by, I know Richard Dawkins was an actual professor. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay. And if you want to download your free audio book today, just go over to audibletrial.com slash profane argument. Woohoo. Listening to books is not for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, well known. That's a good tagline. I like that. 
Hey, why don't we get into the, the, the Trump stuff? So we just talked about Chaffetz. So the one thing that I th- just saw about him was he actually is on board. He was one of the people coming out and saying, we need to investigate this Russian ties thing. And that surprised the hell out of me. Mm. Did, did did anybody else see that? That Chaffetz actually was saying, yeah, he was one of the Republicans saying we should look into this. Oh. Yes, I did hear that. But he's also head of the ethics board or- or something? He's like co-chair or second chair. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if this if the Russia thing had to do. I I know that they that they're trying to get Kellyanne Conway a, a, uh, on that board for something because of that. Oh, because she said go shop or go buy Ivanka stuff. Yeah, that yeah. whole bullshit. But then I heard Jacobs yeah. was like, a lot of them are going on board for this Russian thing. Yeah, due to what happened today. Yeah. Especially. So let's get into that. Um, I, by right. this, so what? he he is the. House Oversight Committee. And he said today on the news that the House Oversight Committee is not planning on investigating former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn's relationship with Russia. That's from today. Sure. But I thought he said, in addition, that we do need to talk to Flynn about what he knew and what what the administration knows and when they knew it. I don't know. I'll have to. I heard. I I did hear that too, right? Oh, okay. He's in charge of the House Oversight Committee, and he's not planning on doing it. He says it's more um, a job fitting for the House Intelligence Committee. There you go. And that they should. So the big thing that happened just yesterday, we were actually watching CNN when it happened. (laughs) Michael Flynn, the national security advisor that Trump appointed, is one of his first appointments, wasn't it? Yeah. Resigned. Yeah, I'll I'll have to kick this back to our uh, producers, but I feel like he was at the top of our list. You know, I looked when we ranked last to, or you know, yeah, best to worst. I think he was the worst. We didn't go with Bannon. Oh, we might have gone with Bannon. He might have been second. No, um, <laughs> no, Michael Bannon, Flynn. Was- yeah, Bannon was up there. I, I, I think Flynn was first. I think Bannon was high, and Devo- and uh, Devos was high. Yeah, Michael Flynn was actually number one. Oh, wow, really? Hey, we- yes, <laughs> we ended with him being number one because go profane art. <laughs> <laughs> National Security Advisor was we consider that the most dangerous position, especially since he lives to kill the brown people. Oh, right, I remember mm. this now. Yeah, right. Yeah. And okay. his son was a big believer in PizzaGate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I truly think that if we were to redo this list. Well, obviously, it would be different since Flynn's gone, but uh, I think we would have a different outcome now. But uh, but in any case, so he he did resign. Apparently, he was asked to resign by Trump. Well, that depends on what time of the day you heard the story. Yeah. Right. Because I I'd heard initially that he decided to resign on his own. And then when people are like, wait a minute, <laughs> did Trump know about what was going on? They're like, no, 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 the Donald told him to resign. Yeah, it, depending on who you who you were listening to, it, it, the story changed every time. They, they have no consistency of message. Yeah, I have actually a couple tweets that I wanted to mention. Speaker Ryan uh, tweeted out, as soon as they realized they were being misled by Flynn, they asked for his resignation. To mm-hmm. which David Frum, I don't know if you know who David Frum is. He's political commentator all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but he retweeted a, a message that said, quote, within a month anyway, ish. <laughs> <laughs> so not, yeah, the story is changing dramatically and, and well, we should just be getting used to that at this point, right? Yeah. That's the new normal. Yeah, but this one is so bad. There is so much disarray going on at that White House. Yeah. You've got Kellyanne Conway saying one thing. You've got Sean Spicer coming out and completely contradicting her. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, have you read all these things coming out of Politico about the leaks and yeah, like, leaks. That, that it's Probably. like fucking Game of Thrones in there, like people vying for power and undercutting other people. You know, well, nobody knows who the fuck is in charge. 
Well, that's the, that's the way Trump ran his businesses. So it, it makes perfect sense that he would carry over that theme into the White House. But you can't do that in the White House. That's oh, insane. See, I believe it's more it's more than just him going. I mean, like I've heard leaks too saying that he is having trouble wrapping his head around trying to run the country like a business and it doesn't work. But it's also no. stated that he has the attention span of like a puppy. Yeah, <laughs> and like doesn't want to like these the 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 reports that come to him that used to be like seven pages for Obama have to be like one page for him with a lot of graphics and maps on them. The president <laughs> likes maps to look at, so like nobody knows who to go to for anything. And he changes the subject supposedly. Like when they start getting into a lengthy explanation of something that's going on, he quickly changes the subject to like the weather or crowd size, yeah, and <laughs> shit like that. Like for real, yeah, crowd like. All that stuff. So like, oh, I can only imagine what's going on in there. Oh, I I keep wondering who – because we're getting these leaks of, you know, pictures of drafts of documents and this crazy stuff. I mean, it's got to be like Reince Priebus or Kellyanne Conway leaking. Maybe both of them in different directions. Oh, I doubt it. I bet you it's just like small-time aides and people uh, in the corner. Those people, they want power and money and shit. Yeah, but they don't they, want to run ruin this gravy train. Yeah, but they want Bannon out. I mean, Reince Priebus and, and Bannon don't get along, supposedly. So, you know, anything Reince can do to make Bannon look worse than the devil evil thing that he is, he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Look worse. That would there, I mean, there's this thing with Flynn. There are so many questions. Oh, my God. So yeah. many questions. Well, the fact that they are saying that um, he was not dismissed from the White House because of what he did with the Russians. He was dismissed because he lied to the vice president. Right. Which is ridiculous. He contacted the consulate and talked to them about stuff that was going on during Obama's turn. Right. I mean, you doing – I mean, how is that not treasonous? You're undercutting the president of the United States. Well, I, I again, I think that there's more to that phone call that we're not hearing yet. Oh, well, I'm sure. The, oh, wait. There are five phone calls that day. The day that Obama passed the new resolution, whatever it was. Sanctions, the, yeah. Thanks, th- new sanctions. Thank you. There were five phone calls between them. Right. right. And because the, the – I mean what he said I guess in a way is treasonous, but it's not It's not really horrible because he might have just been like, look, you know, it just, it just waited out because, you know, how Trump feels about Russia and, and blah, blah, blah. I mean it's not so bad. So, And the fact that they're saying like – he was very susceptible to blackmail because of that. There's got to be something else in those conversations. And it's all recorded. Yeah. All because we were recorded. tapping the, the fucking ambassador. Of course we are. Everybody everybody does it for – No, I know. That's, I mean, I'm fine with that. But I need to go back – right. I need to go back for just a second because I was having trouble following what Jared said. Mm-hmm. And it, it – did you say that what he did wasn't so bad because you're willing to speculate that it might have just been casual chit-chat? I'm saying, for, for based on what they're telling me of the conversation, like, it's – how do I explain this? It's hard to – like, I wouldn't call it hardcore treason because there are, <laughs> there are other times where, okay. like, people – like, during transitions like that, I mean, we were only a month out. And just to be like – it's not like he was like, listen, we know you got the P tapes and we you – know, you know we're working for you guys and this and that. He was just saying, like, look – a different administration's coming in. Just you know, we'll we'll deal with it when it comes up into in, into our field. All five times. <laughs> I don't know what happened in all the other conversations. He could have said the same thing over and over again. I'm sure he said something else that is <laughs> I mean, horrible, and this is why what's going on. I'm, I'm saying based on what I know of that little bit that there's 
that they seem to be handing me, this is why he resigned. I know there's something else going on. Well, I mean, if you'd like to call it treason light, that's fine. But it's still <laughs> treason. I mean, he, he, he was well, undercutting what the president was doing purposefully. But he didn't, again, since the, there's no transcript of the phone call yet, right? Well, there is not publicly is. released, correct. Right. right. But he didn't say specifically like, don't even pay attention to those sanctions. Don't even worry. We're going to get rid of those. He didn't say that. He was just like, there's a new administration coming in. You know that you know we have different views on things. I, I, listen, I could be wrong. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> if we're going to nail him, let's nail him for something really good. <laughs> sure. What I don't understand is, I mean, this is uh, – he was a general. He was a high-ranking general. He was part of the, the national sec- – he was – he knew those phones were tapped. There's no way that he sh- that he should have thought that those phones weren't tapped. Maybe he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. <laughs> so do you think you think it's just a, a case of ignorance? He's just getting it might have, it very Listen, we had another person go on the fucking Fox News and tell the American public to buy Ivanka Trump shit because <laughs> Nordstrom dropped it. All right, good point. Nobody told her that that was fucking wrong too. Like I don't know. Like I said, there's complete chaos going on. <laughs> there's nobody's checking anybody. <laughs> That's very true. And in that line of thinking, the next article that I want to post is from The Observer. This is a guy who has contacts within the intelligence community, and his contacts are telling him that since they have been restricted to the single-page document and that they're supposed to require, you know, put pictures on it as much as possible, that they have just stopped giving the president some information. And also they uh, cite the uh, reference that Michael Flynn they know has contacted Russia and they know that there's some other contacts there and there's just these strange ties to the Kremlin and to Putin that they're not willing to give specific information that their spies have collected to the, to president. the president. Yeah, I heard that too. That's amazing. Yeah. Because they don't trust them or they <laughs> – Yeah. I mean – they don't, whether or not they trust them, they don't trust that the information will remain secret. Oh, see, I had read it that they're like, look, we're not even sure if this guy's compromised. So if we, we can't give him any information. That may very well be. Mm. Uh, this article doesn't go quite that far, but it does cite Flynn and it cites different things that have been going on with the, uh, you know, with the cabinet, the Oval Office in general. And the idea is that if they give that information out, and so Trump, with one thing that's mentioned, Trump uses his old phone. He still has his old droid phone. (laughs) And they said that it's, it is the most likely thing that has been hacked for several months now. Oh, sure. And he won't give, they won't get, he won't take a new phone, like a new special White House phone. I thought he had two now. He kept his old phone. He has his, his, his White House phone, but the White House phone, they had like the cameras disabled. Um, it doesn't have direct cellular service. It has to go through the White House. It's very limited. It's a secure phone. Sure. But he still carries his other one. Well, that's where he tweets the at real Donald Trump thing from. Right. You remember when Hillary's emails was a big fucking problem? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. And the worst part about this is a lot of liberals, including myself, uh, gave W a lot of crap about the fact that he dismissed intelligence briefings. And one of his intelligence briefings was how it's likely that Al-Qaeda were going to hijack planes and run them into buildings. Like, that was in the security briefing that he got prior to 9-11. Yeah, and dismissed. And he did nothing about it. Now we've got a president who isn't even getting that information. (laughs) Somehow I feel this is good news, though, (laughs) to be honest with you. 
if the if the intelligence community could act on their own, <laughs> well, I guess in a way they can, but mm. well, let me tell you something. And again, I'm no expert. I don't know, but I'm telling you this Flynn leak because this was a leak. This wasn't something the White House released, right? About oh. this, this is directly because of the comments that Trump made about the intelligence community. They he fucked with the wrong people, and he fucked with the media too. And the media is not going to let up on this fucking Flynn thing. Well, and the, the thing that uh, I always I thought was curious at the time, and now makes a lot more sense, is that Putin didn't retaliate against those sanctions. And now we know why he didn't retaliate against those sanctions. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, did Flynn even need to make that phone call? If the phone call just consisted of him saying, wait till the next administration comes in, which, again, we're, we're speculating that that's not the case, that there was more to it. Hmm. With all the shit that Trump had already said about Putin, why would he not wait? <laughs> True. You know? Well, that, that kind of leads into the next thing that I was going to talk about, because it was just – I just found out today, this afternoon, that Russia has deployed new cruise missiles that are in violation of uh, – the end of the Cold War, the treaty that was signed with uh, Reagan. Start, star, something. Um, well, they're 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 mid-range uh, nuclear cruise missiles, nuclear-tipped cruise missiles. We also have the spy ship off the coast of Delaware. Right. Yes. So I think even though Putin knows that Trump is kind of on his side, <laughs> but it, that- it's 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 to his advantage. It is to Russia's advantage to have the American political system in. As much chaos as possible. Right. Sure. It it doesn't. He's not Trump's friend. He doesn't like Trump. Trump is just a means to an end to see so chaos. Yeah. Putin is extremely intelligent. Or there's intelligent. a certain P tape out there <laughs> that he's holding over this guy's head, and he's like, I don't care if the guy likes me or not. He can't stop me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Putin is an intelligent person, and he knows that Trump isn't, and he is going to use it to his advantage no matter what. Yeah. So I didn't hear much about the ship other than there was the ship. Well, it's it's still in international water, so it's not breaking any any wartime laws we have or anything like that. But it is right out there, right on the edge, you know, right. the neutral zone, as I like to call yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how often that happens, but the fact that it was reported is unusual. See, I am telling you, that P-tape exists. I'm <laughs> confident of it now because Trump is not the type of guy to get pushed around. Or, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to always push back. And for some reason, he's just letting Putin do whatever he wants. And it's not because Putin's like, well, he likes me so much, I can do what I want. He's like, I don't give a fuck what this guy thinks. (laughs) So you don't think that Trump is under the misconception that he and Putin are besties? Nope. I honestly believe he's got shit on him. Whether, I mean, listen, the P-tape would be great. <laughs> if I were a religious man, I'd be praying that there's a P-tape and then it gets released. But I have a feeling it's more likely uh, some shady business dealings in, in Russia. Sure. That's reasonable. And there's also the fact that Putin can, Putin knows he can do anything because the response from Trump will be confusion and chaos. And he's not competent to actually take an action that can do anything. He's not going to stop him. He's not going to reach out to the UN. He's not going to do any of the things that any normal president would do to to stop Putin or to push back. He doesn't know what to do. He has no basis for making a decision. I'm sure there's people that would advise him. I mean, like, he's like, he he said he was going to do that ban (laughs) and he got that ban. Sure. Except that all those things that those people are going to recommend are things that Obama did or would have done and they look weak and he can't do that. I, mean, I don't know. I guess that's one way of looking at it. I, I, I just think that if this was like anybody else, 
I mean, like with North with North Korea, fires off a couple missiles, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get that little fucker." Yeah, but <laughs> like, what did, he, what did he actually do though? He hasn't done anything. Well, nothing yet. It just happened yesterday. <laughs> no, it was over the weekend. Remember, because oh. he was at Mar-a-Lago and they took photos. Yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. <laughs> so we'll get to that in just a second. But I wanted to mention these missiles. This is a worrying thing to me. So intelligence officials have said that they are well that there have been two battalions of nuclear missiles, medium range cruise missiles that have been built by Russia and are being deployed. They didn't release where they were being deployed. But they did mention that this is a danger to our NATO allies. Sure. And two battalions, I had to look this up. So they have basically each battalion, each battalion is a two, I'm sorry, four mobile launchers. So it's four trucks, basically. Um, and each, each one of these launchers has a half dozen nuclear tipped missiles. Jesus. And these missiles, cruise missiles, if you don't know, the cruise missiles can actually fly. They fly at a low altitude and they fly very quickly, 500 miles per hour. And they can have a range. Uh, they they said these were medium range. So they're somewhere between 300 and 1,000 miles. Wow. That's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> and it is in <laughs> violation of our treaty. So how Trump handles this? Mm. is going to be very interesting. Everybody is going to be everybody in the intelligence community is, is going to be watching seeing what the what they're going to do about this. Well, and all the NATO countries too that are in range of these things. Yeah. That's hard. Well, considering we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. I imagine that's exactly what we're going to hear. Nothing. Quite possibly. I mean, all this Flynn shit he tweeted about the leaks, not what Flynn, <laughs> about right. Flynn and Russia. Exactly Crazy. true. Yeah, that's scary stuff right there. But like you said, uh, let's talk about the Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. There were some pictures of, of Trump and uh, – oh, what's his name? Shinzo? Abe. Yeah. yeah. Abe. Shinzo Abe. <laughs> Apparently, they were at dinner when the call came in, and they Trump just took the call right there. He didn't go to a secure area. And then they were looking at documents together, and they have pictures, just random people who paid Trump a lot of money in order to be in his private club. Uh, tweeted pictures of the two of them looking at these documents using, the, like the other people were using cell phones, using the lights on their cell phones to light up the documents because it's a candlelit room. It, I find this amazing. If you want to, I mean, think about the security leaks. <laughs> these people are using the lights on their cell phones in order to, I mean, a cell phone is not a secure device. And it's not yeah, like they, no. <laughs> it's not like they have cameras built in or anything. Uh, uh, mm. I mean, my favorite part about Mar-a-Lago is two things, is that after the phone calls and all looking at all the documents, him and Abe went and crashed a wedding. Yeah. I don't think Abe went. I think oh, it was just right. Trump. No, he brought him with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I, I, probably he didn't want to. but No. And the guy who tweeted the photos of him and the dude who was holding the nuclear football. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I, I think there's a new guy with a nuclear football now. I think he has a new job. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> what was the tweet? It was like, hey, this is Jack. He's the man. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because the first photos I saw yesterday had his face blurred out. And then I saw them today at CNN where they did not blur them out. <laughs> I guess he was out of the job. So they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. We can show his face now. Why would he? Why would that man agree to have a picture with anybody? 
Trump probably told him to do it. Yeah. He's like, look, when you're here at Mar-a-Lago, take pictures with the guests. They'll think it's really <laughs> cool that they're that close to the nuclear football. And in a couple of months, I can jack up the price from $200,000 to $300,000. They'll give me all that money and it'll be cool. <laughs> oh, that's right. And that, yeah, that, did you hear his comment after crashing the wedding? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where he said, uh, he said to Shinzo, he's like, hey, these people have been coming here for years. They've paid me a fortune. <laughs> he said that while he had the microphone giving them a little impromptu toast. He said that oh, to all the guests. <laughs> oh, my God. If Obama had done a f- any one of these things <laughs> that he has done. <laughs> well, oh. let's just start with having, you know, children by three different women. Let's just start there. Yeah. Well, let's go back Amazing. to, uh, you know, these security elites. There was yeah. another one that I'm, I'll, I'll link to. This is on the Washington Post. There's an article by uh, Philip Bump who uh, is talking about the, the Hillary email thing. But there's a picture that was included in the article, and it was tweeted by Martin Heinrich. It has a picture from the Oval Office, and it has some guy standing next to Trump, next to the the desk, the president's desk in the Oval Office, and he's given some sort of demonstration. On the table, there is a classified lock bag. So this is a, a document holding bag that has a lock on it. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a highly secure thing. It has the key in it sticking <laughs> out. He has civilians in the Oval Office, and there's this bag with secret documents in it that has the key in the lock just sitting on his desk. This, by the way, is a (laughs) (laughs) no-no. You're not supposed to do that, quite clearly. Seems obvious. (laughs) But, I mean, just, yeah, like you said, can you imagine if Hillary would have done any one of these things if she were elected? Yeah. Oh, my God, the phone alone would be enough to impeach her if she was running around with her own private phone. Oh, yeah, in a second. It, there's, it, it's too much. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Maybe that's the point. I mean, you know, baffle them with bullshit is a thing, so. You're giving them too much credit. <laughs> I think they're just all fucking <laughs> morons up there. Completely incompetent. Or down there, I should say. Yeah. So we also uh, – I shared this on our Facebook page. I'm sure everybody took a look at it. I did not – well, I guess I'm not sure. But uh, I did not know this guy's name until this week. But Stephen well, Miller – Well, he's the new shining star. Oh. Yeah. Stephen Miller is the new shining star except, holy crap, he's a fascist authoritarian asshole. I mean, did, <laughs> did you did you guys get a chance – I know that, that – Jer- Ian, did you get a chance to see this? Uh, is it on our, I did not get on okay. Facebook so recently. this guy was on all the morning shows. What was it? Monday morning or Sunday, Sunday. morning? He Sunday did the morning. Sunday morning shows. And he, I'll just give you one of his statements. He said that our opponents, Trump's opponents, basically, uh, the media and the whole world will soon see as we begin to take further actions that the powers of the president to protect our country are very substantial and will not be questioned. <laughs> He there's is, a lot more, though. There's a ton more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. post- right. But, I mean, even even from right there, I'm like, that's fine, but we're not in any danger, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Except, according to them, we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, br- I brought this up last night. Like, the difference in the speeches between Trudeau and Trump were amazing. Trump cast the light, like, that we're in a war-torn world. Things are horrible. Canada's going to help us defeat our enemies and crush them. And Trudeau's like, unicorns and flowers, and I love everybody. <laughs> but this Miller guy, like, it wasn't so much even what he said. It's just how he says it. Oh. He looks so pissed off. Fanatical. Like, he looks fanatical. Yeah, he's like a little Hitler youth guy. Yeah. Can you, believe, you know he's only 32? 
31, I thought, yeah. Oh, 31. Yeah, he looks so, so old. Yeah. <laughs> he is he's, amazing. He is scary. Yeah, he is really scary. Well, I mean, he's, listen, I, th- I believe this was his trial run. To see how he did. Did you see Trump's reaction to him on Twitter on Sunday morning or Sunday yeah, but he afternoon? He does that for everybody that comes out where he congratulates, oh, they did a great job. He's the greatest. He represented you know? me well, I believe is the phrase he used. Yeah. He says that about it. He says the same thing about Kellyanne Conway, who keeps fucking up every interview <laughs> she gets into. True. <laughs> when you get a chance, so, you, sh- you should definitely look at that video, though, because he just goes on and on and on. And it is, I mean, it is scary fascist kind of stuff. It is amazing. Yeah, but not everybody gave into his bullshit. Like, no. George Stephanopoulos really f- laid into him about the, the voter fraud in New Hampshire. He did. I don't know if you if you caught that piece. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I just, with the fact that he comes out and just blatantly lies and then backs it up with, well, you'll see, in kind of a, I mean, it's a rather threatening tone. He didn't, no, I'm telling you, he didn't do well. You're not going to see a lot of him. That, that was his trial run. I mean, like, some guys like Sean Spicer, like I remember seeing Sean Spicer before he got the press secretary job, and he was like this little feisty pit bull out there, and he was screaming and yelling, and Trump's like, I like that. Yeah. You know, and nobody really said anything about Spicer. They're just like, this guy's, well, you know, whatever. But like this Miller guy, everybody's talking about what a dipshit he is. Yeah, sure. And he's getting, and he gets made fun of on the late night talk shows, and they don't like that. I, I bet you Spicer's on his way out too, thanks to Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That was brilliant. That was the best thing she's ever done. <laughs> I don't know, though. The, here's the part that scares me. You got the, the guy Miller who is just constantly spouting off, you know, all the uh, – well, I guess not constantly, but since Sunday. He's been really vocal about it. If you look – I'm going to post an article from uh, Huffington Post about uh, about Bannon – and there's a video in it, and it's video from like the last 10 years, him talking on different shows and different public speeches. He is a scary, scary dude. He is scarier than I thought he was. Oh, no. Um, he's like New World scary. Order scary, right? Yeah. Like, that's what he's – yeah. He's constantly talking about – I mean, he, he focuses on what he calls the Judeo-Christian West, and he talks about how it's diametrically opposed to Middle, Middle Eastern philosophy – and, you know, he obviously cites Islamic radicalism and all that. But he he has a consistent thing that he says that the United States is facing what he calls the fourth turning. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Within 10 to 20 years. What is he, the fourth turning? So he calls it's the fourth turning. The first one was the revolution. The second one was the Civil War. The third was the Great Depression after the Second World War. And we face a fourth great turning. He basically is saying war is inevitable and we need to prepare. To see, with who? Well, mostly he is going out and out about Islam. Ah, uh, okay. Um, He's okay with the gays. <laughs> he, yeah, he really, well, I don't know about that, but he, he doesn't focus on them, that's for sure. Uh, he, at several times he's said that we are in the beginning stages of a very bloody conflict. Uh, he also has said that uh, when he's talking about liberals, he said there is a rot at the center of America that needs to be dealt with. These are not Jeffersonian Democrats. They're not people with thousands of years of understanding of democracy in their DNA. Wait a second. How old is democracy? Well, democracy goes back to, you know, ancient Greece. Really? Okay. Uh, different version of democracy. Okay. But he's saying, if you get that, He's talking about liberals yeah. not being Jeffersonian Democrats or people with thousands of years of understanding of democracy in their DNA. <laughs> That's racist. Yeah. If yeah. you really read read that, 
you will see. I mean, he's he's really throwing in the hints of racism there. He also believes that uh, he is part of a divine providence. He is on the right side of the war and that it is divinely inspired. Yeah, that is something I hear a lot about right side of history. I was hearing that even before he won the election. A lot of the Trump supporters that I knew would write that you better be on the right side of history when this goes down and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the the, the one thing that uh, I think we said this before about Bannon, and while he was being interviewed during the campaign, he would openly describe Trump as a blunt intru- instrument for his ideological goals. So President Bannon yeah. <laughs> uh, wants to he's go not, to war. He's not long for this world. Has, no. Uh, well, President no, President Bannon sounds like he dug up – well, not dug up, but has had this – this Miller guy, uh, you know, on the ready for when he needed him exactly. the most. Oh, he's the new face. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I'm, I'm calling it right now. <laughs> M- Miller's going to fade away because he's get, there's too much material on him to to rip him apart. They're, they're basically like, who is this snot-nosed little punk? <laughs> and I'm telling you, Bannon is not long for this world. No. He will be gone. He looks like hell. He looks Horrible. I'm not even just saying because he's he- looks unhealthy, and he does look like walking sickness. I've said that before. Yeah, the the very fact that, and I've said this before about people saying President Bannon. That's one reason he might go, and two, he is well hated amongst people in Congress. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I don't know what's going to shake out with this Michael Flynn thing, but it's <laughs> so you be think that, that Trump is more interested in having well. I know he's extremely interested in having people like him, but you think he's so interested in being liked that he might get rid of Bannon? I think that he's more interested in showing that he is not that he is the strong man that he portrays, that nobody is telling him what to do. And mm. if you keep chipping it away about this Bannon shit, unless there's a P tape out there and Bannon's got a hold of it. <laughs> oh, which which would be a possibility, yeah. There's a lot of moving parts in this thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I can tell you right now, because there was that one tweet from Trump where he was like, nobody's pulling. I call my own shot. Like that, just that little hint of reaction from him, from people starting that President Bannon shit, mm. telling you, do not let up on that. And Bannon will be gone. Let's, let's you know, we got to win some <laughs> battles here. Well, I mean, he is he is definitely the author of a lot of the executive orders. He is behind a lot of the the, the words that are coming out of Trump's mouth. So, yeah, he, he is a lot of the power behind the throne, if you like. But that might also be due just to the fact of Trump's simple laziness to the job. And, and incapable, you know, he's just incapable of doing the job. So somebody needs to do it for – and being right. president – just be like, Steve, right – you know, whatever, Steve, right. you know, because – that's not something that presidents do. A president should be not not the person actually putting pen to paper. They should be the person delegating the jobs to the correct people so they can do it and then approving it and reviewing it. Yeah. I mean, but the fact that it didn't appear that he had actually looked at any of the things that he was signing is telling. And it's also telling that there haven't been any additional executive orders in how long now? Week and a half? Well, according to Miller, there's something coming down the pike that we yeah. should all be worried about. It's probably martial law. <laughs> but it was leaked, so – well, I don't know. I but don't, here's yeah. the, th- the thing with Bannon. He's he weaseled his way in. He I, he's not a powerful man. He doesn't have as he doesn't have money like old money like Betsy DeVos money. But he has zero charisma. Right. So to to fire him is like what is the fallout? Like Breitbart's going to run some negative articles about Trump. Right. Trump could just come out and be like, "Ah, eh, that's fake news." And then his people will be like, "Yeah, hey, you're right. Breitbart sucks." <laughs> you know, it's so there's no concern for Trump other than as of right now, I don't know why he keeps banning around other than either there's a P-tape or 
he thinks that their ideals align for some reason. I don't know. I think he is like uh, I think Ian said it. He is the Stacy Keach of American History X in this. He is the guy behind the scenes that is. I think he has more control over Trump mentally than than you're giving him credit for. No, no, you might be right, but that. But I'm saying is is if you keep reminding Trump that we all think that Steve Bannon is the actual president, he will fire him. Maybe because he can't. He can't look weak. He, yeah, it just look. It's just not in his nature to do that. Now I don't know if Bannon has so much control out of him that if Trump comes walks in there is like, "That's it, Steve, you're gone." He's like, "No, Donnie, you don't want to fire me," <laughs> you know, and twisting around like that. I don't know. Again, pulls some sort of Game of Thrones type shit that yeah you know, keeps him in. Yeah, in or, you know, his eyes start spinning like little <laughs> pin, pinwheels. <laughs> oh, hell, Steve Bannon, the hypnotoad. <laughs> well, I, I guess my only caution about that is I don't know how powerful Breitbart is and how much the alt-right followers of Trump follow Breitbart. I don't know what the connection is I was going to say, I don't think they're that how powerful. I've, I had, I have they're never not. heard of them prior to this. The only ones that I'm aware of are uh, Steve Bannon and Milo Papadopoulos. Hmm. Who, who I don't even think he works for Breitbart. Yeah, does he? He's he's oh, Miley Yiannopoulos worked. Well, either way, yeah, he's like Bannon's Breitbart. number number one or number two guy. He's he's the youth yeah. vote. I didn't I didn't even know they were connected. I thought Milo was on his own doing shit. Oh no, he is Breitbart. That's why uh, UC Berkeley went. No, we're going to set fire to things until you don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I just thought that was Milo running around doing his own thing. But either way, Breitbart is not. It really caters to a fringe, right? And. To be quite honest with you, I always lumped Breitbart in with those other stupid-ass websites like the Federalist Papers and the conservative Red News Watcher, and it just happens that Steve ba- – but apparently Breitbart used to be a legit news source, right? Oh, I don't know. That the guy, Breitbart – I don't know his first name – who actually ran it was like some – like a respectable conservative person, and then Bannon took it over and turned it into what it was. Hmm. And somehow, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look up Steve Bannon's wealth and how much power he actually has, but I, I just don't think he does. Yeah, he's not all that wealthy as far as, uh, you know, actual just money that he has, but I don't know. He's got something going on. I hope you're right. I hope uh, I hope Bannon goes to the side, but because mm. he's, he's scary. He could, I don't know. He's warm tongue. He, he could top the list in my mind. <laughs> So the other uh, other things that I wanted to mention here tonight before we finish up, I don't know if you Ken Starr. Do you, uh, oh, that do you guys guy. know who Ken Starr is? Is he still alive? I remember Ken Starr. Ba- yeah, he was the president of Baylor. Uh, um, Ken Starr, wasn't a- he involved in the Lewinsky-Clinton scandal? Uh, he definitely That's what was. I was thinking of. Yes, he was, he was, he was highly involved. Yeah, He was the prosecutor, yeah. was he? Well, I don't know if it was just after that. I don't know the times exactly. But in any case, he was also the president of Baylor. Baylor president, okay. uh, and he was he stepped down during the uh, what was it? There was the big I think it was the LGBT stuff going on at, in Baylor, wasn't it? But in any case, he he stepped down, and apparently now he is on the short list of a position in Trump's cabinet. Oh. <laughs> and this, of he is. what position needs filled? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I heard tons actually. Yeah. So the position. I want to get the actual title. Oh, he is being considered to be the the ambassador at large for international religious freedom. Uh, oh my god. god! Is that a made up position? Yeah. Why did you need that position? What what function does that serve? Like actually, that position was created in 1998. Uh, really? 
And well, it is basically a position where what, what the job is supposed to do is keep track of religious persecution internationally and speak out about it, go try and resolve issues in foreign countries, that sort of thing. I so have a feeling a, had, that would not be his plan. Yeah. So it had noble beginnings. Yeah. Okay. I found it very odd because I've never heard of this before. I learned what an ambassador at large is. So we have ambassadors for, you know, different countries. We have, a, you know, ambassador to this country. The ambassador at large is a title for an ambassador who's not assigned a specific country. Hmm. They jump they're, in whenever they're needed. Yeah. Yeah. There are apparently five or six ambassador at large, and they are supposed to focus on individual subjects. And this one in particular is religious freedom. I found it amazingly amusing that they have a religious freedom ambassador at large. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Office of International Religious Freedom in the Trump administration. Yeah. And you, you know, regardless of why that department was originally conceived, it has now been perverted to, you know. hundred percent. Yeah. To he's going to go around and tell other countries, if you want to get rid of the gays, <laughs> just say it's against your religion and it's okay to persecute them. Right. Yeah. Use the tools that we've figured out work here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's described in this article as a fifth generation Texan and a conservative Christian. I'm surprised. Yeah. No wonder he was so obsessed with that blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last thing that I had is from an article from Business Insider. The apparently employees at the EPA, 447 of them wrote up a petition and signed it. And uh, who did they send it to? I don't remember. But it was specifically saying, don't put Scott Pruitt in charge of the EPA. Uh, the letter was – it started off with a, look, we're not being partisan. We've worked under – you know, most people here have worked under multiple Both. administrations. <laughs> and uh, basically, Pruitt would not be good for the EPA. You or the country. <laughs> well, <laughs> definitely. Wow. So but they'll all be fired. It's possible. Uh, and 44 people added their names to the list afterwards. So it's actually 491 people signed the petition. Jeez. They're absolutely right. And they're probably doing this with the understanding that this will cost them their jobs and are probably okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up for what you believe in. It's just an amazing thing that it has to come to that. Do you guys have anything else? I've got one other thing that I wanted to mention, but it's kind of a humorous thing. Oh, um, did you guys see that Puzder was in danger of not being confirmed? No. I heard about that because of that Oprah thing. Uh, well, that and just uh, it, because he's, you know, just generally not fit for the job. Who, who but, is it? Uh, I miss the name. He's, he is the, uh, he's the, the Hardee's guy who Trump oh. wants to put in charge of fucking Wait. over the nation's workforce. Right. And so the, there are currently four Republicans that have come out and said he will not be confirmed by us. Wow, he nice. will not have a oh, majority. I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah, uh, they had. They, I wish I had the article up because they had the list of that lady from Maine again, mm. and then three other, uh, another uh, three other senators were like, "No, it's not happening." Wait, not to me? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Brace yourself. Just uh. in the line. Gosh, well, I'm so oh, surprised. I love looking at his Facebook page. <laughs> to me, he, to is. Me? <laughs> he is oblivious to what is going on around him. I don't think he's, well. Or no, I shouldn't say oblivious. Just He's just like, I don't care. I'm putting it out here. I love Trump. <laughs> and everyone's like, 800 comments of you like, you're an asshole. 
He's like, don't care. Well, he's at the beginning of a six-year term, so yeah, he doesn't care. He's banking on the fact that it'll all blow over by the time he's up for re-election. Oh, everybody's like, we want a town hall with you. We want to chase you out the back door. <laughs> There's no incentive for him to show up. He's got six years. Yeah, but, These uh, motherfuckers work for us. <laughs> I know. I, will, I want to know how to do a recall vote because I don't know that we can do that in Pennsylvania. And I want to know for sure. <laughs> I am buying so many guns next month. <laughs> Just... Do you know more about the Oprah situation and the tape that she released about the his abuses? Because I, I owed only – this was unrelated. I just – I have the list. Again, it was, in fact, Senator Collins from Maine, Murkowski from Alaska, Scott from oh, South Carolina. Crazy. Uh, and is Carson from Georgia. Wow. So, yeah, they said we're not doing it. So uh, McConnell is doing some damage control and – Trying to see if he can convince at least two of these guys to to switch back over so that Pence can break the vote in favor of this guy. But uh, I'll have to look up more about what what Oprah did. Why Oprah's bringing the, the only the thing I heard I didn't even hear about the other people turning him. All I heard was that his ex wife was on Oprah <laughs> and had said something on there that was damaging to him. Oh, so it was domestic abuse, or or I don't know exactly what it was. I don't want to say this mess domestic abuse, but whatever it was, it's pretty damning. Wow. I mean, just just the fact that he is in charge of um, fast food chains that pay minimum wage, and he wants to abolish minimum wage. Gosh, I wonder what he's going to do. To me, right. well, I mean, I love that his background in the position is the totally wrong background. He's like, yeah, I know lots about uh, you know the the labor force, and everybody's yeah. like, that's because you're on <laughs> you're on the opposite side of every lawsuit that's happening right now. Right. I mean, the, the, want- whole, the whole department, the whole position is supposed to be pr- to protecting the American workforce. Right. Right. And he's like, mm, destroying the American workforce? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I mean, well, as soon as Betsy DeVos got confirmed, I was like, okay, so they're all getting it. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no stopping this. Yeah, I thought so. So I, don't, I think he's going to get through. Well, I wonder why there are four Republicans. I mean, what is, what is the reasoning for those four Republicans that are against him? I don't know, but I looked it up and the allegations are of physical abuse. Mm. Oh, fits. wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oprah gave it to both parties. And apparently people on both sides have been viewing the tape. So there you go. Uh-huh. Huh, could be why. So I uh, just got a CNN alert. Yes. That um, high level uh, Trump aides spoke to Russians during the campaign. High level advisors close to then presidential nominee Donald Trump were in constant communications during the campaign with Russians known to U.S. intelligence, multiple current and former intelligence, law enforcement and administrative officials tell CNN. So CNN's busting open. What? Hey, wait, there's more. <laughs> that know? sounds very big. It does sound yeah. big. But before you get uh, before you get on there this this line too far, mm. there's a there's an article on Politico that cites that there's a group in England called Ladbrokes. They are odds an odds making giant. They oh. have Trump at either leaving office uh, by resigning or being impeached. That you can make bets on this now. <laughs> Have you seen this? Give me this no. website. I haven't been wrong yet. <laughs> well, you don't have to guess. The odds on Trump uh, either resigning or impeaching, the odds are 11 to 10. Why? <laughs> it's about what? 50-50. Worse than even Holy odds. shit. <laughs> so um, that means you have to bet 11 to win 10. Is that right? I think that's right. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently being impeached this year is 4 to 1. <laughs> 
So these are uh, these are pretty good looking odds for us. <laughs> I'm gonna call it right now. <laughs> and it's called yeah, the place is called Ladbrokes. I don't know if they have a site, and I'm quite sure it's not legal for Americans to uh, place bets. But uh, <laughs> no, no. I'll have to check DraftKings, see if they have it on there. <laughs> uh, apparently, Bovada uh, has some sort of thing where you can win uh, $180 on a $100 bet about Trump uh, not making it through the full term. No, but Bovada, you can get to, I think, from... Bovada, you can. I'm Again, I'm not sure of the legality, especially in this state, but... Um, mm. You might be able to win money, but not get the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can win the money and then lose it playing on their other games. <laughs> Uh, but I find it very interesting that other countries are actually placing bets on whether or not our president is going to make it through the year. Well, and not even whether he's going to, but when he will be impeached or leave office. Right. I mean, it, it's not a question He never of, gets impeached. I'm telling you right now. Never uh, gets impeached, but he will leave. Sure. I, I think <laughs> he he's starting to piss off more Republicans. And we're only in week three. Yeah. Three. Exactly. And I am very encouraged by the number of Republicans coming forward and saying, look, we really need to investigate these Russian ties. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a bit encouraging for me. Yeah. There's something going on there. I can't wait till the movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> the people versus Donald Trump. Oh, glorious. <laughs> uh, okay. Does anybody have anything else? Not I. Mm-mm. I am satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think that's all we have for this week, then. If anybody has any comments, or if you would like to to ask us a question, please go to ProfaneArgument.com and leave a comment on the website. Um, I'd also like to encourage you to check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, which we are a part of. You can do that at uh, soon-to-be-named-network.com, or you can go to profaneargument.com, and there is a list of all the shows on the homepage there. I want to thank everybody for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you.